Hey, Sequoia, this is episode 159. Mm. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's a sex number. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> get about it naturally there's no point in hiding so feel free to start confiding if you need a good friend you can count on me you can count on me you can count on me hello i'm sequoia simone and i'm kim and this is fanatical fix and where to find them a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. So we have sort of a quick, um, I mean, it is an announcement. It's an announcement. But it's more of, you know, a um, what's coming next. Your Prepare yourself. Prepare, Prepare your yourself soul. emotionally. <laughs> yes. Prepare yourself emotionally. For what's coming. What's coming is the next episode, as you all may have noticed, is our anniversary episode. And in the last few years, we've done kind of actual play D&D-esque experiences for those. And we just want you all to be ready. We are not doing one of those this year. We are going to be doing something else that I think you all are really going to enjoy. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, we hope you all love it. And we just wanted to let you know that... You know, next episode will be the anniversary. We don't always release our anniversary on our actual anniversary. Because the actual plays are so much work. But this next episode is, like, coming out directly, like, the Monday release schedule lined up perfectly yep. with our anniversary. It so, does. So we got to make it work. We got to make it work. And then after that... We're going to be hmm. at LeakyCon. We certainly are. The we weekend are. of the 4th, 5th, and 6th of August. On the 5th, we will be doing two things. We will be doing a CrackFic Live Write. Mm -hmm. So that is a uh, audience participation experience. We break everybody up into little groups. Mm -hmm. And then we give prompts. And you sit in your group and you all pass a paper around <laughs> <laughs> and write a crack fan fiction. And it was so much fun last year. Like, we're just literally just sitting there, like, listening to the whisperings of groups mm -hmm. and just, like, groups erupting into laughter at random around the room. Yeah. And it's so fun. <laughs> it's, uh, it's super duper fun. Yes, I'm excited to do that again. And then after that, it is Fanatical Fix Live at LeakyCon. So also very excited about that. Yeah. As come, per usual. Uh, come take a look at us. Doing and here's the thing. This. If you're going to be a LeakyCon and you listen to this podcast, you get a very special specific ribbon. Mm -hmm. So come to us. Be like, hey, I heard on the podcast that I get a very special specific ribbon. Mm hmm. And then we will discreetly hand that to you. Mm -hmm. So there will be ribbons, you know, that we'll sort of distribute publicly. But, you know, if you if you know, if you know, you know, you're in the know, you get the you're special in the know. One. Come say <laughs> hi. We're excited to see you. Another place where you might see me hmm. is at MLQ World's Weekend, which is this coming weekend. And I'm going to be hopping around um, emceeing some stuff. Oh hell yeah! Over there, hell yeah. yeah. So you I didn't know, know, come you were doing join that. us. Where is I, where is MLQ Worlds this year? New York, New York, baby. Oh, I see. Yeah, You're lined up well for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So if you are in New York and you want to come see some Quidditch, you can go check that out on the MLQ website. Um. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a Quidditch player and you happen to be up and around, uh, come say hi. Yeah. If you uh, if you've never watched Muggle Quidditch before, it is a weird, fun thing to watch. I would it's highly wild. recommend going to spectate. It's one of those sports where like something is always happening. There's, There's like actually no usually downtime. like ten things happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> at least one thing, if not three to four things, happening at all times. Yeah. Um. It is highly entertaining. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, 
you absolutely should come take a look. Yeah. You have one more announcement I can see I do. from our list. I have one more quick announcement. As of last week, Bemis is back. Woohoo! So Bemis has been on hiatus for a few months. I've been retooling it. Mm-hmm. I decided, uh, never mind with the retooling. I don't like any of that. Keep original format. <laughs> Um, but it was good it gave me some time to noodle around with the show see Mm -hmm. what it was that I really love about it and what I loved about it was the original format so that uh, came back last week there will be one more episode this month and then after that it will come out every six weeks cool I'm really excited for you to be back in the Bemis saddle Oh, hell yeah. So uh, make your way over to But Make It Scary on any of your podcast apps and check it out. Are you ready to do this podcast? Yeah, let's do it. It's time for predictions. Mm -hmm. Kim is going to give us all some clues. Mm -hmm. And then everybody can make three predictions. Make sure to get those predictions to us over on Instagram. You can reply to our story and then... If you are a patron, you can also get those into the Patreon Discord for those good, good house points. Kim, what are our clues today? Clue number one is the title. The title of this fan fiction is Independent Study. Hmm. Clue number two is the genre. The genre mm-hmm. on this bad boy is humor slash romance. Ugh. Fine. <laughs> Clue number three is the time period. The time period on this one is post Order of the Phoenix. Oh boy, uh, that's so, not a lot to work with. So, all right, here are my predictions. Prediction number one: This fan fiction is gonna have that. This fan fiction is going to have that thing where um, the teachers are pairing up students for a project kind oh, of scenario. Okay. Sure. Um, so two people get paired up on a project. Nice. Um, my second prediction is dreary. Hell yeah. And my third prediction is that um, this fan fiction is going to take place in the Forbidden Forest. Okay, cool. Nice predictions, dude. I can promise you one thing. I didn't bring you harmony. <laughs> uh, that was very nice of you to do. Right. to, to for, for the listeners. I know you don't do that for me, but for no, the I, listeners. I don't yeah. do it for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, let's read Independent Study. Jenny, is something the matter? Hermione glanced up in concern as the fifth-year girl slowly descended the stairs from her dormitory. I'm not sure. Uh, Uh, do you remember that independent study unit I was doing? Ginny stared at a spot somewhere over Hermione's left shoulder. Yeah, what about it? Well, I think I messed up one of my spells. Uh-oh. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, a spell gone awry. A spell gone awry. Oh, that's so good. A spell gone awry. What the hell was she doing an independent study on? <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> that she had to do I it. felt a little bad about this one. That title is nothing. <laughs> this is, we got, we got the independent study mentioned right here and then mm-hmm. not relevant again. Well... It's relevant in the sense that Ginny fucked up a spell. <laughs> Doing oh, independent no. study. Oh, which no. seems like, well, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. I think I messed up one of my spells, says Ginny. Which one? Hermione asked. The one about telling the truth? Bloody hell, Hermione swore. <laughs> oh, man. We're... We're in a, we're, are we in a liar, liar situation? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Incredible. In what independent study? Yes. Are you just like 
cast in a cast in about some spells, some Just like sort of about pretty dangerous spells like yeah. this. Yeah. It's a great question, Sequoia. I don't think you are ever at any point, but you know, go off, Ginny. Do you think this was like teacher directed independent study or did Ginny just decide to do this? Oh, this is like genuinely in her spare time. Genuinely independent. Yes. Yeah. She called it an independent study when talking to Hermione because she was like, hey, uh, do you know anything about these very dangerous truth telling spells? And Hermione was like, you shouldn't be fucking with that. And then Ginny was like, but it's for school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That does kind of feel like maybe what happened. Uh, All right, a slight change in locale. Harry and Ron were walking up from dinner when they met Hermione and Ginny coming down the stairs. Hi, Hermione, said Harry. Hi, Harry. Hello, Ron. Have I told you how incredibly hot you are? Hermione gasped. Woo! She casted it on Hermione? Um, or is it a text? Okay, okay, okay. I think, I think maybe I've got a new idea about how this functions. Yeah? Um... Yeah, maybe she just shouldn't leave her bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oops. Hermione has revealed that Ron's incredibly hot. (laughs) Is he? This can't be comfortable for anyone involved. Nope. Harry's like, Harry's literally melting into a wall right now. (laughs) Yes. You know, Harry is uncomfortable with anything like this ever at any point in time. Yeah. Hermione gasped before pelting past them into the first empty doorway she came to. Right back at you, Ron answered casually. (laughs) I think Ron also probably normally would have melted into a puddle. But instead, he's being very casual about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger guns. Yeah, I think he did. That sounded like there were some finger guns. Pew, pew. (laughs) Hey, break back at (laughs) you. There was a slight pause. Spell truth. Gotta go. Ginny raced after Hermione. (laughs) As fast as her legs could carry her. I don't think that does as, I don't think that does the damage control that you really want it to do. Right. Yeah. To be like. Oh, this spell has forced Hermione to tell the truth, and truthfully, she thinks you're really hot. Ron also is telling the truth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you really want to do damage control, you're like, Hermione ate Fred and George's new whatever, and it makes you say the most embarrassing thing. Ginny also can't lie. Oh, right. Everyone is telling the truth right oh, now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. There's no... That That was like Ginny trying to contain anything embarrassing from <laughs> spewing out of her. <laughs> Tell the truth. Bye. <laughs> Ron, have I ever told you that I secretly dig your sister? Harry couldn't stop himself from saying. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. This is bad. This is bad for everyone. Or is it good? Good. (laughs) Getting it all out there. Hmm. Hmm. The words poured out as though his mouth had detached itself from his brain. Not that what he'd said wasn't the truth, but it was Hmm. as though his brain was faxing embarrassing things to his mouth. Which is what my brain normally does. <laughs> Got a direct fax line. Right, right. <laughs> Ron goggled at Harry. If his ears turned any redder, his whole head just might burst into flames. Sorry, I just don't know what's going on, Harry said, trying to smile disarmingly, despite the fact that Ron was looking murderous. There's no way, there's no way in hell that Harry knows how to smile disarmingly. Yep. Harry looks deranged. Pain. At best. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Harry is almost never effortlessly charming. No. That's not how I would describe him. He does it when he has the luck potion, and that is like the only time I can think of. He's 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 a very awkward, mm-hmm. very anxious boy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, <laughs> yes, 
I wonder if you can like purposefully focus on something that is true that's not the truth that is trying to fax its way into your brain. Right. Well, I think they're just not braced against it. So they're just right. like saying their deepest truth <laughs> about the person that they are currently looking at. It's like it's like it's 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 dangerous because it's like truth plus. Yeah. It's like it, tr- truth, but like what's the truth that you really, really, really don't want to say out loud right now? And like also romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's because it's a fan fiction, but like. Right. There's a lot going into this spell. Mm hmm. Ginny really fucked this one clean up. <laughs> All right. Harry said he doesn't know what's going on. Well, you'd better figure it out fast, Ron replied. A change of location. So, you believe that you may have accidentally destroyed a vocal veritaserum spell. Professor McGonagall gazed disapprovingly at the two girls in front of her desk. It's a vocal veritaserum. Vocal veritaserum spell broke in it. And it spilled. Everywhere. All over everybody. Spells do. (laughs) When you break them. (laughs) It seems to be radiating off Ginny and or it has infected the entire castle. If you break it, if you break it, what's the radius on that? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a mistake, Professor. Do you realize the extent of the damage you may have done? At the very least, everyone in the Gryffindor house may be spouting off secrets to each other. Slightly worse, the whole school. Worst case scenario, the entire countryside. So we're not totally sure what the radius on this bad boy is. Oh, shit. The entire countryside? Imagine you're just like a muggle. Uh-huh. Like a couple towns over. Uh-huh. Thinking you're having a regular fucking day. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go to the bookstore. And you're like, I love you. <laughs> working at the counter. <laughs> yeah. I've always loved you. And they're like, no way. <laughs> Me too. And then we flash forward to those people telling the story to their to their grandchildren. <laughs> like, I don't know what came over me. One day I just... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, kind of, I mean, this is almost certainly why Hogwarts is out in the middle of fucking nowhere to, like, try to contain the splash sure. zone. Sure. Yeah. But, like, yeah. sometimes, even still. Right. Yeah, you it's it's see. hard for muggles, but I also assume, you know, the people in Hogsmeade would be like, oh, oh fuck, man. they're at it again. Uh, we told Dumbledore that he has to tell the students to not fuck with the verbal veritaserum spells anymore. Right? <laughs> Do you think the lake is Hogsmeade's water source? <laughs> like if it broke, like if this, like if the spell was like a potion well, and got into know, the water? yeah. yeah. We know that Hogwarts' drains go directly into the lake. <laughs> Which is nasty. Which is nasty. Hmm. So how often are they contaminating the water source with fucked up potions is my question. A lot. A lot. Constantly? All right. Yeah, that's why everybody in Hogsmeade has those magical water filters. Mm, it's like a right. Brita, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. magical. <laughs> You're under a magically boil water warning, Hogsmeade. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. What were we talking about? I don't know. There was a fan fiction. (laughs) All right. Worst case, the entire countryside, says McGonagall. Shit. I, I, have you ever considered a different hairstyle? I don't think that one is too flattering, gulped Ginny. Oh, God. Ginny. Ginny, no, this is not the time, nor is there ever a time. <laughs> Just came out. Just came. It's got to be like the worst thing that you are thinking about this person. Oh, yeah. There's a modifier. There's a modifier on this spell. It is what comes out. Yeah. It's not like, I respect you. It's, <laughs> that hairstyle is unflattering. <laughs> Jeez. Miss Weasley, that's outrageous, McGonagall yelped. Then she lowered her voice. In our younger days, Dumbledore always said it was quite sexy indeed. Hermione squeaked. Background 
McGonagall slash Dumbledore? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the truly, the truly silly ship. It um, really is. Yeah. He was. He didn't even have to be under any kind of ver- verbal veritaserum spell. I well, yeah. He was just like looking good. That's the kind of thing you might say to a romantic partner. Cute hairstyle, mini. Sure. <laughs> that. <laughs> Hermione squeaked. Dumbledore slash McGonagall. Ah! That's the noise I make when I find this ship, too. <laughs> ah! Like, oh, I understand. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Me, too. Of course, continued McGonagall, looking appalled at the things she was saying. After he dumped me, he always said Ooh. that I might as well shave my head. What the? What? Dumbledore. Rude. What the fuck, what dude? What the fuck? That's fucked up. Yeah. Throw the whole Dumbledore away. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it seemed true. Before, he was always catching me in some supply closet for a snog. Oh my god. This is so so TMI. Yeah. We're just continuing to... It just is pouring out. This is just, oh just pouring out. Just coming, coming. Hermione grabbed Ginny by the arm and they raced away. I mean, valid. Yeah. It's, the situation's not going to get better in there. It's no. Time to go. She doesn't seem to be able to help. That could have been worse, Ginny panted <laughs> when they stopped running several corridors later. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. How much worse, Hermione cried. You could have continued to, to stand there. Yeah. And get more information, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I actually can't think of how that could have gone much worse. No, no, no. Guess she could have taken away points or something. Could have gotten detention. Oh, they're gonna get detention. Yeah. Just Gin- Ginny's the only one that fucked this up. Hermione's an innocent yeah, bystander. That's true. that's true. How much worse, Hermione cried. You'll jinx us, Ginny moaned as she leaned against the wall. At that exact moment, they mm. heard footsteps coming around the corner. I feel like I can guess who this is. Draco yes. Malfoy strolled yes. into view. You can't have a liar, liar style story without Draco showing up mm-hmm. and letting some stuff slip. Hell yes, exactly. He stopped when he saw them. Well, well, he drawled. If it isn't a Weasley and a Mudblood, not the most elite of company. Shut up, Malfoy, Hermione snapped. She really didn't have the extra energy to spare exchanging barbs with Malfoy. Whoever does. Yeah, you're. I feel like we're already pretty truthful with Malfoy mm-hmm. at this point. Like, you, you're you suck, I shit. hate you. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, Granger. You know I only taunt you because I can't have you. Woo! I thought he was going to go for Ginny. Interesting. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hermione. Oof. Oof. Draco. (laughs) Hermione's mouth dropped open of its own accord. I mean, we're like the Capulets and the Montagues. No, you're not. Forbidden love. Nope. (laughs) He's going off. (laughs) He should, this is he should launch directly into a monologue. I think so. This is where he starts Romeo's monologue. Yes. Juliet, Hermione is the son or whatever. You know what? I actually don't remember anymore. <laughs> Someone's the son. <laughs> Someone's the east or something. The west. Who knows? Forbidden and one-sided, Ginny retorted with surprising calmness. Shut up, Weasley. There isn't a word bad enough for your kind of filth. Full truth. Full. He's spitting full Said that. truths right now, folks. Said that with his whole chest. Yeah. Yeah? Well, I bet even your mother doesn't have a word bad enough for you. Got him. Did boo, she? Boo, 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 boo. Is Narcissa a notorious potty mouth? Oh. That seems to be what Ginny is implying. <laughs> Even that would be your a... mother doesn't have a word right. bad enough to describe Draco. And she says bad words all the time. <clears throat> it's, in fact, it's all she ever says. 
Do we? Yeah, you know what? We don't really hear her talk much in the books up to this point. <laughs> Narcissa expresses herself only through the filthiest of language. <laughs> checks out, checks out, checks out. Yeah, I like that. My mother calls me little snuggle monkey. Thank you very much. Oh boy, Draco, Draco, Draco. <laughs> Draco's a little snuggle monkey. He's a little snuggle monkey. <laughs> Draco suddenly clapped both his hands over his mouth, turned tail, and ran. That was it? Not not Romeo and Juliet? Well, y- you don't recover. There's no there's no recovering from that. <laughs> I'm a little snuggly, wuggly <laughs> baby monkey boy. <laughs> and my mother loves me. <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Malfoy's in love with me? Hermione seemed to be in some sort of shock. Little snuggle monkey? (laughs) Ginny repeated, staring after Malfoy's retreating figure. (laughs) I think that this spell needs fixing. Now, Hermione said with great feeling. Couldn't agree more, Ginny replied. I mean, I don't know what you would do. Mm -hmm. But I might use a spell Mm -hmm. to... Make it so that I can't speak. Mm. And then wander around, placing my personal self in front of people. Mm -hmm. Just to, like, make them tell me what they really think. (laughs) You are... Sometimes I forget. You are such a Slytherin. Parentheses derisive. That's not normal. (laughs) I actually am happier not knowing what people actually think of me, Sequoia. Personally, I don't want to know. Or or maybe you steal Harry's invisibility cloak Uh and take away your own voice. Uh And then you just walk around the castle listening to people declare their love for each other. This is what I thought you were going to say. great bud (laughs) (laughs) could be fun could be fun all right we're changing locations harry was watching seamus and lavender have a shouting match in the common room oh no seamus had bafflingly admitted that he was dating lavender for her secondary sex characteristics only and not because of her amazing inner eye and sense of humor hmm Seamus oh no Seamus doesn't appreciate Lavender the way she deserves that is a bad look that's a bad look for you Seamus it really is it's a really Lavender bad look is presumably hilarious and you know what I would I want better for her mm-hmm I mean Parvati is like right there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not. <laughs> Parvati thinks she's funny. Yeah. Okay. Ginny and Hermione climbed through the portrait hole, took one look at the scene before them, and made a beeline for the girls' staircase. Harry jumped up and moved to intercept them. They're going to go try to fix it. Yeah, don't talk to anyone. Don't talk to anyone. Everyone should not be trying their damnedest to not speak to any other person. Yeah. Well, most people don't know what's happening. Yeah, but I feel like you like <laughs> like it's got it's Weird like stuff 10 happens minutes, all the time. Yeah, 10 okay. minutes and then you're like, "Okay. All right. Somebody's <laughs> done something." "Hi, Harry," Hermione yelped as she nearly ran into him. "I had a terrible crush on you all through second through fourth years until I noticed that Ron's <sighs> Ginny put her hand hurriedly over Hermione's back. Oh god. Mouth. Oh, God. Did this Hermione, is terrible. 
Did Hermione terrible. have a terrible crush on Harry? Oh, this Did is she? terrible. No. Yeah. No, she didn't. No. Um, but also, oh my god. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. Oh what no. What do you think she noticed specifically about Ron? Uh Quidditch muscles. Quidditch muscles. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I guess we're post order the Phoenix. Yeah, she noticed Ron's fifth year Quidditch muscles. Exactly, exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> So Ginny clamps her hand over Hermione's mouth. She didn't really want to hear what Hermione found so enchanting about her brother. Valid. It's his Quidditch ass. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a split second where I could see in your eyes that you were about to regret what just came out of your mouth. Uh (laughs) You're like, I'm about to say something. Uh Uh-huh. I said it anyway. <laughs> oh. I said it anyway. Yeah. Got that Quidditch ass. <laughs> he does. He does. Ginny, what's going on? Harry ran a hand through his hair. I messed up a spell, Ginny told him, trying to keep Hermione from divulging any part of her garbled fantasies. It was a truth spell. It seems to have spread. You can fancy Ginny all you like, but pretending you don't isn't helping anyone, Ron bellowed, thundering down the boy's staircase. You are going to admit it to her, or I will. Ron! <laughs> he, went up to, he went up to the dormitory to avoid saying anything embarrassing, but could not contain this. No, this was a thing that he was going to say whether there was a, a a broken spell or not. <laughs> yeah, once Harry told him that he liked Ginny, this was going to happen. Yes, this was enough. Yeah, yeah. Ron stopped short as he noticed Harry, Hermione, and Ginny all staring at him. Oh, uh, Hermione, he stammered. Oh. Here comes something embarrassing. Hermione yep. made a muffled sound from behind Ginny's hands and pried her fingers off. Hello, Ron, she said in a somewhat strangled voice. Ginny didn't even notice Hermione's escape. She was too busy gazing dually into Harry's eyes. <laughs> Is it true? She asked <laughs> breathlessly. Well, yeah. Harry rubbed the back of his neck. <laughs> I mean, I thought you would have changed your mind long ago, what with me ignoring you for so long. But he was forced to stop when Ginny threw her arms around his neck and kissed him enthusiastically. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the background has all been blurred out. It is only these mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. in in the world. Yeah. Do you think Hermione's having some embarrassing, like, verbal diarrhea at this moment? Oh, yeah. Like, what what's happening over with Harry and Ginny is super cute. And then what's uh-huh. happening with Ron and Hermione is, like, undeniably so much secondhand embarrassment that, like, no one wants to be within, like, a 100-foot radius. Yeah, Hermione did just finally shout Quidditch ass. Ron says, hi, Hermione. Hermione screams, Quidditch ass. Quidditch ass. Now they're just kind of staring at each other blankly. It's good. Ooh. All right. So Ginny's kissing Harry enthusiastically. Not that Harry was displeased. Not at all. In fact, once they'd stumbled into a chair and sat down somewhat, they both found that they were having a very enjoyable time indeed. All right. I'm just going to mack it for a while. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know what? We can solve this uh, problem that might be affecting the entire countryside <laughs> later. We can deal with this later. This is, this is not a pressing issue yeah. at all. We got to mack yeah. first. We gotta, Yeah, exactly. We can't do this later. Um, got to do it now. Meanwhile, Hermione had taken Ron outside the portrait hole for a chat. They ended up having to detour several hallways as Draco had taken to trailing after Hermione, singing badly self-written ballads of love. He's back for another round, Sequoia. You can't keep Draco Malfoy down. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, no. Ron found this somewhat confusing, but Hermione explained most of the situation, and after she'd performed the full body bind on Malfoy, they didn't have any more trouble. Just, like, propped yeah, him up she- in a corner, <laughs> left him there. And he's still singing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need your help, Ron, she said, pulling him by the hand up a staircase. Why me? Ron was nearly paralyzed by the thought he'd spill something embarrassing at any moment. Oh, you're going to do it, dude. There's no yeah, there's no stopping it. it. There's just no gonna around happen. it. Because Ginny is pretty much incapable of helping me out at the moment, she answered. No thanks to you. <laughs> I didn't notice her there, all right? Ron grumbled. They hurried by Professor Sprout and Professor Flitwick, who were cursing each other different colors. Ah, yes. I like that uh, somehow it, it's made the students, like, profess their their secret, hidden, undying love for each other. Mm-hmm. And the professors are like, all right, I've had it out for this asshole for the whole time. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> that we have worked together. And I'm going to go curse the shit out of him. <laughs> Yeah, pretty funny. I always hated your obsession with plants, screamed Professor Flitwick as he turned Professor Sprout an interesting shade of blue. Well, what are you going to do about it? Shrieked Sprout, (laughs) turning him orange. (laughs) This is nothing. This? That is? Nothing. Very intensely nothing. A splash of the spell hit Ron's arm, leaving a large orange stain on his robes. Watch it, he cried. Oh, shut up, Weasley. You were always a little yellow-bellied wimp. Sprout flicked her wand at her, turning him an eye-smarting wow. yellow. Yeah. Wow. Professor Sprout thinks that Ron's a yellow-bellied wimp. I have, Professor Sprout has got this mean streak. That- yeah. <laughs> she, she hides it. She's, yeah. <laughs> She's actually fucking like, terrible. That's not very Hufflepuff of you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, some of us are shitty puffs. <laughs> this is not a good day, Ron grumbled as they turned the corner, leaving the dueling teachers behind them. Can you do something about this color, Hermione? Do you think he's yellow from like head to toe? Um, yeah, it's hair, skin, and robes. Hell yeah. She fucking <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. No time. Hermione was so preoccupied, she ran into Professor Snape as he exited a classroom. Oh, no. Sorry, Professor, she exclaimed. Watch where you're going, Miss Granger, he sneered. Then he caught sight of Ron and flinched. I find the color yellow inexplicably terrifying, he informed them, before hiding his eyes and rushing in the opposite direction. Listen, that might be good information to have, (laughs) you know, if you really want Snape to leave you alone. Why does Snape hear it all, Sequoia? I thought I was convinced. You know, when you said Snape, I was like, oh, he's going to show up and they're going to be like, Snape. You unbelievable piece of shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Nope. He leaves before anything can happen in this in this situation. Interesting. 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 Not why I thought he would be introduced into the story at this time. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Come on, Hermione ordered as Ron stared at his retreating back. We have to find Dumbledore. A short passage of time. Acid pops, Hermione told the door to Dumbledore's office. They found him in his office. (laughs) It was really hard. (laughs) The gargoyle leaped aside and they rushed onto the moving staircase. When it reached his office, Hermione made to open the door, but Ron grabbed her hand and put a finger to his lips. They could hear voices coming from inside. Uh Uh-oh. Ron, who do you think it is? Ron cracked the door and they peered through. Oh, no. It, it is it isn't. a is it a profession of love or a profession or an unprofessional disagreement? Mm. I still love you, Albus, but surely you knew that. 
<sighs> this is what I was worried about. <laughs> You're like, you left her in this yeah. in this state where yeah. she was reminiscing about the past. Yeah. yeah and, oh. Obviously <sighs> a bad move. They should have taken her with them, despite what they were <laughs> yeah. about to hear. To, to learn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor McGonagall gazed up at the headmaster with dreamy eyes. And I, you, Minerva! Oh, God. Dumbledore stroked her cheek dreamily. It's worse than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Have we... Have we done... Nope. Ever. No. Never. None? Not one time. Not even background? Nope. I found some. Ta-da! Thank you. Dumbledore and McGonagall, (laughs) they're about to mack. No! (laughs) Found this for all of us. Congratulations, everyone. (laughs) McGonagall reached up and pulled out a couple of bobby pins. She shook her longish gray hair out, but before she could lean up to kiss Dumbledore, Hermione burst through the door. Thank God. Thank God. Okay. I've had enough. (laughs) Hermione stomped over to the desk. We have a situation on our hands, and it does not call for everyone to start snogging the nearest person. Thank you for being the voice of reason at this time, Hermione. Yeah. I feel like what would have been top of mind for me is that I would have busted through the door, and I would have been like, Minerva, listen, it sounds like he treated you really badly in the past. And you would have come through the door with the intention to say what Hermione said, but instead just to be like, it's instead- so good for you, girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'm there saying, throw away the whole Dumbledore. <laughs> and we don't get anything done, do we? No, we don't. Nope. This actually, the, the truth serum problem it doesn't end it, uh, <laughs> it actually persists for quite some time yeah that sounds right Whew. Hermione's here to get shit done though Miss Granger don't you knock demanded Professor McGonagall screw knocking exclaimed Hermione <laughs> there is a truth spell over this castle and it needs to be dealt with now Miss Granger said Dumbledore soothingly there is no need to be upset it is simple enough to disperse the spell. A simple finita incantatum by the one who cast it will suffice. Now, if you'll excuse me. Oh, my God. Gross. Yeah, they're going to do it on the desk. Gross, you guys. <laughs> so, they should probably leave uh, post-haste. They should, they should definitely leave. They, uh, the fuck they out of there. <laughs> definitely leave. Especially since now they've got to go all the way back yeah, to deal with Ginny. Yeah. Who is also Mackin. Mackin. <laughs> More publicly, though. <laughs> he made a shooing motion towards the door, even as he and McGonagall began snogging in earnest. Ugh. Ugh. You know, whatever. If it's what she wants, she- I would have so many more things to say. <laughs> this truth, this truth situation would be really bad for me, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Too would. many opinions. Too many thoughts. I shall never eat again. Ron wore an expression of horrified disgust. Just two people kissing, Ron. Come on. Don't be. Yeah, but a- it's those two. Yeah, I don't love it either. <laughs> I don't. I don't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> I couldn't point to what exactly it is about it that I don't like, but it is not a ship Me that either. I like. It's just bad. It's you know what? I think it's because in my heart of hearts, I ship McGonagall with Trelawney like pretty hardcore. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's f- super valid. <laughs> Like, really one-sided and, like, the one thing her inner eye couldn't predict. (laughs) What? Shit. (laughs) I'm going to watch that (laughs) rom-com. Okay. Okay. Oh, get over it, Hermione said briskly. 
You know, Hermione, I really do fancy you quite a bit, Ron said. We're getting distracted. Guys, guys, we can't. We cannot. We know there's an answer to the problem and we have to go fix the problem. And then you can make out later. What if they made out now? No, you can make out later. (laughs) (laughs) They had just reached the fat lady. She was having a food fight with some monks from a neighboring painting. You are going to call me a color study? Shrieked the fat lady. (laughs) Nice, sick, sick artist burn. (laughs) Sick. They absolutely got her. (laughs) Hermione totally ignored her. Really, Ron? She blushed. Oh my god, you guys. Ron leaned over to kiss her. But she put out her hand to stop him, catching him in the chest. Jeez, Hermione, he exclaimed. Ending of the spell first. Massive Thank bouts you, of kissing later, she told him. Hermione's like, yeah, yeah, we are going to make out. This and is going to happen. A lot, a lot. For a long time. And later. <laughs> <laughs> this first. I would like to be able to lie to you. What? Who said that? <laughs> They, they, make, they make out, and Ron's like, how was it? And Hermione's like, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> I suppose, he sighed. <laughs> Inside the common room, they found Ginny and Harry still at it. Yep. <laughs> Unsurprised. Yeah. Hermione shook her shoulder. Ginny was very annoyed. I know how to end the spell. Hermione said, later, Ginny waved her off and went back to Harry. (laughs) Hermione pulled her up, now, just finite incantatum. Ginny glared. Is that all? She muttered. You didn't try that first, little buddy? Yeah, come on, dude. (laughs) She found her wand on the floor next to the chair and cast finite incantatum. There was a subtle glow all about the room. From what Hermione could see out the window, all of the castle, and a good deal of the grounds as well, were glowing. Seamus and Lavender left off yelling long enough to stare at the mysterious light. Slowly, it faded. Now will you excuse me, said Ginny, satisfied. She immediately became very involved with Harry once more. A change of location. It's over then? For good? Ron asked. He and Hermione had stolen Harry's invisibility cloak to go for a stroll on the lakeshore. Cute. Yep. It was interesting, though. Hermione stopped and turned to look at him. Can't say I have any regrets. Ron pulled her closer. (laughs) She kissed him. Ron might not have any regrets. But it was doubtless that Malfoy does. <laughs> Only regrets. All all regrets. Malfoy's day is oops all regrets. <laughs> That's the end. Uh, oh wow. You know, Rowan, I do think you probably have one regret, and it is that you had to watch Dumbledore and McGonagall make out. Yeah, and also Harry and Ginny are not gonna stop anytime soon. Yeah, so that's, like, inconvenient, mm-hmm. um, I, I suppose. Also, um, it is. it does seem maybe a little rude that they're going to go make out under Harry's invisibility cloak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, like, they're, they probably went, and, and Harry and Ginny were making out, and they were, like, hey, Harry, can we borrow your invisibility cloak? And Harry's just, like, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> But what they didn't realize is that he's had his thumbs up for like three hours. <laughs> so scenario gets two thumbs up from Harry. <laughs> Harry's like, hell yeah, great day. 10 out of 10. I didn't get any points. The clues were pretty nothing. Yeah, to get to this out of what was given. To me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a good number of pairings in this, so... I, I know. If you'd not picked Drary, 
maybe. Yeah, but like the most of them were pretty regular. Yeah. Yeah. Picked a bunch of normie so, ships. And a bunch of normie ships. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes we just have a regular Womp. old episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, no points for me, but mm. that's fine. And very normal. Pew, 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 pew. Do you want to do a segment? Let's do a segment. Hold for the end, please. Hold for the end, please. It's a segment where you, the listeners, send us in how a story that was unfinished that we did on the podcast might have uh, continued on had the author been able to continue on with it. Mm. So today we have a hold for the end, please, sent to us by Victoria. Thank you so much, Victoria. And it is for Slytherin's Air. Do you remember what happens in Slytherin's Air? I read this to you at LeakyCon Orlando. LeakyCon Orlando. Okay. Is this the one where there's... Is this the one at the concert? This is... A, this begins in a My Chemical Romance concert. I thought it was Good Charlotte. Oh, oh no. It was Good Charlotte. It okay. was Good Charlotte. Um, and Ron... Yes, this begins at a Good Charlotte concert. And we meet the, two the muggles, main character right? is Cassandra. Yeah. And her best friend is also there. And Ron is there. And he managed to get up on stage with them. <laughs> And they're like singing along with the band. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, meet me outside. And she goes outside to meet a stranger. They go to a second location. That second location is Hogwarts, which is in Europe, which is a place she's always wanted to go. <laughs> right, because we started um, in America. Because we figured out then that we were actually in America. Um, and then they get to Hogwarts and uh, they run into Draco Malfoy. And, and she like has a memory. She looks at him and she's like, Tim. And then she passes out. Right. And that's the end of that story. Okay. So what does Victoria think happens next? So Victoria says right after Cassandra falls unconscious um, from these traumatic memories of the mysterious Tim, uh, we get into an expositional flashback about her experiences over the summer, which I love. I love an expositional flashback. To like um, recent to like very recent, like it, like it kind of still is the summer. Um, there is so it's a montage and it's her and a blonde boy. Uh-huh. Um, they're jamming out to MCR in her garage. Okay, so they're listening to my Chemical Romance. Um, they're eating fries at the local fast food place. <laughs> they're splashing each other with water from the hose, etc. Looks like a very fun teen summer sure um she calls the boy tim in the flashback but it is actually draco which we can we uh, acknowledge as an audience um and this isn't never explained <laughs> why why she calls him tim uh yeah this is never explained that's fine um so towards the end of the montage towards the end of the summer he starts acting weird he gets a letter from home he disappears mysteriously Mm. um leaving cassandra alone obviously in the rain outside of her house um tragic tragic and we end that montage with cassandra waking up from having passed out after seeing tim sure um and she finds Draco and she demands to explain for him to explain to her what happened. And then I love that Victoria says here that he, quote, pulls a Danny Zuko and pretends none of it happened. Um, <laughs> okay. Love a race reference. Um, so heartbroken, uh, Cassandra um, tells the sorting hat that she doesn't want to be in Slytherin, even though she is Slytherin's heir. And so she gets sorted into Gryffindor. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, so over the course of the next Wait, year at Hogwarts. Wait, is she Slytherin's heir? Is Voldemort her dad? Was that in the original fic? It did say who he was, and I think it was... Her uncle? Her di- her Her uncle. It's her uncle, right? That is ringing the faintest of bells for me. Oof. She's related to him. Okay. Somehow. Sure. I think it's her uncle, because I don't think it was her dad. Yeah. Because we were like, are her parents aware of what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so we sort of see her at Hogwarts over the course of the year. She forms a band, nice. obviously. Hobbs. Um, there's like a lot of unresolved sexual tension with Ron. Hell yeah. Weird. Um, she helps orchestrate Hermione and Luna's epic love story. Hell yeah. And my favorite bit, she finds a way to commune with the ghost of Salazar Slytherin. Okay. Who teaches her a super forbidden magical technique. Okay. And then at the same time, as, as you know, she's having this glorious year at Hogwarts, Draco is doing his redemption arc, hmm. struggling with his family, his father's expectations, the person he wants to be. And he does end up apologizing and reconciling with Cassandra. Okay. She's getting torn in two directions, Sequoia. I'm I'm on the I edge know. of my seat. Who's I she know. gonna pick? You 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 don't even know. At the end of the year, Cassandra uses her secret forbidden magical technique taught to her by the ghost of Sal- Salazar Slytherin um, to do some cool, and I quote, ancient snaky magic okay. to help Harry defeat Voldemort. Hell yeah. And then they all travel to Muggle London to see MCR. Nice. Um, at this concert, both Draco and Ron take Cassandra aside separately and confess their undying love. Okay. And instead of choosing between them, they become a thruple and live happily ever after. Hell yeah. (laughs) Everyone lives happily ever after except Harry. (laughs) No, Harry lives happily ever after. He defeated Voldemort. He defeated Voldemort with the help of Cassandra and the ghost of Salazar Slytherin. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Victoria, for sending this in. I was reading it and laughing out loud before we started (laughs) recording. And Kim was like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) And now it's time for The Rec Zone. My recommendation today is called Incy Wincy Spider. And Hmm. it is a uh, kind of a... funny story about Ron and his fear of spiders and uh, a little bit of a mess that that gets him into. Cute. That's what I've got for you. A link to that story will be in the description of this episode. It will also be on our website. Fanaticalfix.com Also on our website is the story submission form. We love getting these wild stories sent in by everyone. We have had somewhere... So we're in the ballpark of like 3,000, a little over 3,000 stories (laughs) submitted to us. And we love to see more. So keep sending those in. Always good to get them. Also on the uh, website, you can find our merch. There is a little bit of merch on the website, including a digital download of Yes Glitter. And there's also a link to our Public, where you can find a wide variety of designs on a wide variety of objects. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Fanatical Fix if you want to, you know, make sure you get those predictions in. Um, if you don't have the social means, you can always email us at fanaticalfix at gmail.com. That's where we take submissions for things like Hold for the End, please. So if you've got one of those, send it our way. If you want to help out this podcast, there are a couple ways to do that. The first way is to leave us a review anywhere that might take a review, like Apple Podcasts or Facebook. Another way you can help this podcast is to travel to a nearby universe where it is impossible to lie. And once you arrive in that universe, you speak your truth, which is that everyone should be listening (laughs) to this podcast. Trick the Multiverse 2023. Another way to help out the podcast is to hop on over to patreon.com slash fanatical fix. We are doing bonus episodes, Mm -hmm. bonus live streams. Mm -hmm. We've got exclusive merch Mm -hmm. and if you join us at our ten dollar tier for six months we will give you a little shout out on the podcast in the form of a story summary which kim has for us today in an effort to make ends meet without relying too heavily on james's generosity remus and sirius have taken jobs as the night janitors for the department of mysteries One night, while Remus is cleaning the time-turner shelves, Sirius trips into him, causing them both to fall in a jumble of limbs and time-travel devices. 
when the two men write themselves, they discover that they've hurtled back to the late 17th century and are standing <laughs> on the deck of the notorious wizard pirate ship captained by Magic Beard the Pirate. <laughs> How will the pair take to life at sea? Expect a tale of adventure, friendship, blue seas, and maybe even romance? No? You weren't ready? I was not ready. I wasn't ready. Thank you so much for that, Kim. And thank you so, so, so much to our patrons, Anna Laskatova and Link Leo. Thanks also to the Whomping Willows for letting us use their song Wolf Star as our theme song. You can find that and more of their excellent music at thewompingwillows.bandcamp.com. Bye! Bye.